0: Hepburn here from Compass PD, and I am really excited to introduce our guest this week. It's Jennifer O'Hare. She goes by Jen, Jen O'Hare, but um, her official name is Jennifer O'Hare. And Jen has been in education for nine years. Over the last nine years, she's been in the classroom for seven of those years, and two years as an instructional coach supporting students K-5 in um, all things education for sure she has passions that lie in comprehensive literacy that's like where her passion and her uh, like her her reason for getting up every day and educating kids has to do with reading all things reading and writing and so thank you so much Jen for joining us today we're really excited to have you on the podcast thank you for having me Great. So we're talking about a super important topic today, um, and that is guided reading. And so what I would love to know from you is like, why is guided reading important? Oh, time out. I have my professional notebook and all of my um, pens. So it's important for everyone to know that, that I'm taking notes. But what I want to know is why is guided reading important?
1: Um, So for me, guided reading really is the most important or critical time of the day, Um, really because it gives you this opportunity to provide tailored, responsive instruction that's exactly what your students um, are needing at that time. So it takes students where they are as readers and it propels them forward, regardless of all those unique starting points. You've got the opportunity to differentiate and integrate word work, um, accuracy, fluency, comprehension, different reading strategies and skills. um, Get students involved in rich conversations and writing um, with high quality direct instruction. And while you're doing that, the other students are practicing the skills that you've taught them, applying them independently in their own high density text tasks that elevate their levels of learning. So it's really just this rich time of your day um, that gets students talking, reading, writing, responding to texts. It gets them excited. It encourages those rich, deep conversations um, around a common text. And especially in those early grade levels, it's building that excitement and those foundational skills um, to make them successful readers, which is what it's all about
0: mm mm-hmm. that's so good. So, like a couple things are sticking out to me as just you're sitting here. It, it, first of all, it's clear that guided reading is your passion and you truly believe in the impact of guided reading. As you were talking about providing feedback and tailored responsive instruction to students, I was thinking about John Hattie's research around visible learning and the importance of feedback, and explicit instruction. And so um, that effect size is a 0.74, 0.79, I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but a 0.4 effect size is a year's worth of growth. So when we think about explicit, tailored feedback and instruction, this is really critical for our students, especially as readers. And then something else, as you were talking, um, you were talking about how in guided reading, students are getting practice and explicit instruction in word work, fluency, accuracy, and comprehension. And when I think about the latest um, reading wars, and I think about um, the the fight over the science of reading and how we're trying to make sure that. our practices align with with that. You really guided reading does align with those practices of science sciences of reading, and so that was sticking out to me as well. Um, so very, it is really important and it's critical.
1: Absolutely, and I think that I think that there's a misconception that something is either systematic or responsive, but really that's not the case. It can be both, and and as you said. Um, guided reading really aligns with both sides of the reading wars so it gives you the opportunity to practice those phonics skills systemically within it um, and so on so yeah I agree.
0: Hmm. I, I, I've never heard somebody say it like that before the um, it has to be since systematic or responsive where it can be both um at the same time is that is that what you're saying am I understanding that correctly
1: yeah I think there's just this this idea or this misconception that if a program is it's systematic it's structured or it's you know it's responsive learning it's balanced and that just is I don't know where that idea necessarily came from but you can still provide systematic phonics instruction that builds on itself or builds on um more challenging tasks and has somewhat of a scope and sequence while still being responsive to what your data is saying and what your students need. So um, really you have aspects of both sides within your guided reading opportunities.
0: Love that, love that. Thank you for helping just like clarify that for me. What do you think, when you think about guided reading, how do you think that transforms instructional practices?
1: Yeah, so it's—I mean, from my own experience, it certainly transformed my instructional practices. I think back to nine years ago. All—all um, all the things everyone says that they've tried or they might be embarrassed by—I promise I've done them too. And you know, you—you you know better and you do better and you—you you learn and you improve on your practices. So I started out doing, you know, high, middle, low groups and having popcorn reading and and just. You know, things that weren't necessarily hurting kids, but then, you know, as I learned through different professional developments and readings and experiences and, you know, watching experts and watching my colleagues, um, my own practice was transformed. And I think I've just seen in the data, the students' growth has been incredible, Um, and my understanding of not only the pedagogy, but the best instructional practices um, has just been has become much deeper. And I feel like I have a much deeper understanding of my students um, because of that growth. And in, you know, guided reading is just so data-driven and it's such a differentiated model that it really transforms the way we interact with books and students and literacy tools. Um, I think teachers get in the habit of constant formative assessment and responsive planning, um, complimenting students, giving in-the-moment feedback, appropriate prompting, um, and that's something that can be applied in all subject areas. So it's not only transforming you as a literacy Mm -hmm. teacher, but these are also practices, um, you know, giving feedback and compliments and taking students to that um, next step on their literacy or math or whatever it is journey um that's something that's very cross curricular so i think it really transforms instructional practices across the board
0: yeah yeah do you, i'm 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 really curious like how do we help build like that understanding Um, in ourselves like you talked specifically about how you studied you read you you're using something to help guide you as far as like data-driven instruction and and to be honest like that's one of the areas I think we struggle with the most is um, in education we're just supposed to know all the things but we don't know all the things and we didn't learn this in school so What are some, what's some, what would you tell people like this is how you can get started or this is some things that can help you so that you can make these data driven decisions?
1: Right. I think um, a great starting point is understanding reading records because it's just going to be the most impactful tool that you can use to collect data about your students as readers. Um, in my experience, and I was lucky enough to have that type of professional development early on. So um, some of it is around the professional development that you um, receive or that you choose to seek out. Um, A lot of it is honestly viewing colleagues and viewing people who have a passion for it or who um, have experienced it before. I've learned so much just from watching others and while it can be time-consuming or stressful during the school year to go seek out your own professional development opportunities or you know, read an entire um, like book or do a book study or things like that, of course, I recommend those things. But something that's just kind of quick and easy would be um, observe others, work with your instructional coach, observe your interventionists, your reading recovery teachers um, who really have built that capacity around that. Um, the type of prompting and the type of literacy instruction that we're hoping to mirror and incorporate in guided reading. Um, I think a great kind of easy starting point is like the work of Jan Richardson or Fountas and Pinnell have um, like instructional videos and you could just think, okay, I'm interested in the word work part. I'm just gonna watch this quick three minute video on word work um, that Jan Richardson has available. Um, I know really diving into some conversations with colleagues or some readings of Maury Clay um, or other supporters of um, comprehensive literacy or, or, you know, people who are experts in their field and have done the research, just taking it in small doses and starting small um, is a great starting point because it's it's a topic where you get so much bang for your buck that I really think um, seeking out professional development or asking questions or just you know, starting with an interest in it can really make a huge difference for you as an educator, but then also for your students.
0: Mm-hmm. I started guided reading probably 20 years ago in in education in my classroom, and um, using Fountas and Pinnell. And I love Jan Richards Jan Richardson as well. I've seen her hers as well, and then I've seen the Teachers College Reading and Writing Projects. Um, format as well like their structure of guided reading and I have to tell you I've studied guided reading for 20 years and I'm still not done I still study guided reading I still can sit and watch a teacher teach and find something out of that or like find value out of that time with them
1: Absolutely, I don't think the work is ever done, and uh, you know, as we were saying earlier, you know better, you do better. There's always something you can pick up and integrate from another teacher or an expert. So, I completely agree, and I think it's great to keep learning. You know, no, no teacher out there, I don't think has figured it all out for everything, because education's changing, and you know, we learn about how brains develop, and I just think, as you're saying, that continued education um, is so critical, especially with a topic like this.
0: It really is. It really is. Now, in your experience over these years, especially as a literacy coach, and you've got to see kind of the the scope of it, the scope of guided reading, how does it impact students?
1: Yeah, so I think that I mean, I'm biased, but I truly think it's the most impactful part of your day for students. It builds confident, flexible, strategic thinkers who can read, write, and apply phonics and word work um, really within a variety of contexts and genres. Um, It's an opportunity for teachers to deeply understand their students as a reader and a learner and then tailor that instruction to exactly what they need. So students are getting this really purposeful, like tailored instruction that's their own, that's meeting them exactly where they are. And it's gonna help them propel forward faster than if we're just kind of teaching to the middle. Now we're teaching to exactly what those students need because we know them um, so well as readers. And I think that um, the reading record work, especially, is something where you can see the impact it's having on students as you're watching them start to apply the skills and strategies that you're using during your teach points or during your instructional time and watching them approximate and grow and get excited and use the different, um, you know, strategic action skills and strategies that readers use. It's, it's really cool to see, but it's also exciting for them as well. And I think that... Um, Guided reading instruction and just really reading record data in general has transformed me personally as an educator. And that rate at which the students are growing when you're giving them that purposeful instructional material um, that's been really curated to them, the numbers truly speak for themselves. I mean, they're getting... Hopefully the goal is a year's worth of growth, but many students um, are able to go far above that. And then of course, that literacy knowledge and reading skills um, that really helps them in all subjects of the day and just as a learner and in school. And so I think really the impact it has on kids is just hands down, like truly the most impactful part of your day in the classroom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, um, as, as you were
0: chatting, a couple of things are sticking out to me. You were talking about how students, like as you're studying their, their reading record work and as you're meeting with students, something that I'm hearing a lot, just as I'm listening to your relationships, that um, there's a strong teacher-student relationship. What better way to build a relationship with your kids than around reading? Like
1: Absolutely. On-
0: And so that to me was really beautiful. When I think about social emotional learning, um, that was really just apparent in, in, in that part of us just chatting together. And then you were talking about that you were seeing tracks of your teaching. So as you were studying students, reading records, you were seeing that they were applying and using the strategies and the skills that you've been teaching them. And so you're able to see tracks of your teaching and that's getting kids excited because they're seeing themselves grow as readers. And what I wrote on here was like motivation, exclamation point. (laughs) Because if we can get kids engaged and excited about being a reader, they're going to read more. And when they read more, they're going to be better readers. So it just is like the perfect pairing of the instructional practices and how we want it to go like the outcomes that we hope to have like they just really fit beautifully together, which is so exciting. and just listening to you talk about it just gets me excited about guys reading. I want to go pull out my, my book and just start making a plan. Now, if somebody's like new to this work, I know that everyone feels like there's a perfect way or it has to be just right. And so it can be really stressful trying to get started, so what would be some tips that you have for them or like recommendations for them just like getting ready to begin?
1: Mm -hmm. I think to build your capacity around the structure of guided reading in general, so just to get some background knowledge on it, comprehensive literacy as a whole, like to really just understand that why behind it is always um, really with any new learning to me a very important starting point. I think again, observing colleagues or, or teammates or co-planning with your interventionists or with your, you know, reading recovery teachers, whatever it is that you have is a great way to look at it. But just create attainable um, goals and start small because there's many components. And as you were saying, you know, the work is really never done. We're always going to continue learning about this. And so let's, let's start with something that we can achieve so we don't get frustrated with the work and move forward and just um, slowly start integrating more and more as we learn. I think some teachers get a little bit nervous about having other people observe them, but if you have that opportunity to have a non-evaluative colleague come in and watch and give some feedback or say, hey, I noticed you did this. That's a huge part of guided reading. What if we also tried this and then Go watch each other. I think that's huge. And I really think just almost immersing yourself in it and being bold and brave um, and knowing it's not going to look perfect, but just really trying it out, building those relationships with kids and getting to know them as readers is going to help you make such strong um, instructional decisions for them. And I just think any, any resources that you can use, be it, maybe you can go to a PD, maybe you can use an instructional coach or somebody else. It's, it's exciting work. And I would say, use all of it that you're willing to take on while still remembering that teaching is an intense and sometimes stressful job. So don't bite off more than you can chew. Just really, you know, try it out, see, see how it's going and add little by little. Yeah. Like um,
0: something I am writing tried out add little by little and that reminds me of a, just a really I don't know who the the said said this but I've always say like go slow to go fast. So get started, try something and then add the next step and add the next step and I think that's so powerful in everything that we do but especially in education because we can't do all of the things All of the time, like learn all of the things and try all of the things all of
1: the time. Absolutely. And it's not a one and done process. So I think just the importance of going back to it, like I think back to when I was first um, attending professional developments on reading records. And I went in with this attitude of, well, I already know how to give reading records. Well, okay. But there was so much that I wasn't doing and I needed to be humbled and shown you know, that there are better ways to do this. There's more information we can gather and that information you're gathering is going to drive your instruction and make it so much more powerful. And so I think just to not assume that that work is done or not assume that, okay, I've I've read about this. I understand it. I'm moving forward. Things constantly evolve and change. So we need to continue to revisit, to continue to kind of check in on our own practices. I mean, I would never claim to be the, you know, a complete expert guided reading teacher because there's always something that I can learn and do better. And I think as teachers, you know, we give feedback to students. I want that same feedback for me so I can continue to grow um, and provide the best instruction possible for my kids.
0: For sure. For sure. What are some, what are some other thoughts that come to mind that you're like, I cannot leave this podcast without people knowing this about guided reading. Is there anything that we skipped?
1: Um, I just Really, truly believe that literacy is the gateway to everything, and so to invest your your time um, and to invest your energy and your best instruction and practices in in that is truly the best bang for your buck. And that's in literacy in general. But then I firmly believe that guided reading is the way that you're going to get the most detailed with that or get the most student focused with that. And I, yeah, I mean, I really just. I I wholeheartedly believe in it. And I really just think that it's the gateway. So it's a great place to start and a great place to invest your time and your new learning.
0: I love that. I just had heard somebody, when you say literacy is the gateway to everything, somebody recently said that literacy is social and academic capital. And so that's how we make money. Like it is key for kids to be able to read and to write. And so Guided reading is where we get started teaching kids in that reading and that writing and building that confidence so that as they progress through school, they have that social and academic capital that they're going to need in the real world. So it's key that we do this work and that we do it well. Absolutely. Get started. So Jen, like I wanna say thank you so much like for joining me on our podcast. It's been really fun and exciting to talk all about guided reading. And so I just wanna let those of you listening know that if you're interested, Jen's going to be doing workshops and boot camps and helping teachers and schools do things like guided reading and comprehensive literacy. So if you have any questions, make sure you give us a call and know that you're gonna be in great hands. So have a great day.